Welcome and hello, welcome back to Young Muslim Girls. Today I'm going to be talking about how to make the most of your Ramadan. So I'm going to be talking about a few tips and a little bit of some struggles so that you guys can relate to me because I have struggles as well, believe it or not. So yeah, so let's get on with it. So um, I'm going to be talking about uh, a few tips. So the first tip, no, the first disclaimer is that it is not compulsory for you to fast. We are kids, like the title, like the title of my podcast, Young Muslim Girls. We're young, we're kids. We don't have to fast, but it's a very good thing to practice, and also you will get lots of rewards from fasting. That's just a disclaimer and a little bit of a tip as well. So, for the first real tip is to make lots of du'a and even learn a new du'a. Du'as are very important, and just a disclaimer again for my um, non-Muslim listeners. Um, du'a, if you don't know what du'a is, it's basically a prayer for asking something from God. So yeah, just uh, giving out there a disclaimer if you're non-Muslim. And yeah, so you should make lots of du'a uh, to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is God, obviously. And yeah, because du'as are very important, especially in Ramadan. And the best time, you might be asking, when should I make du'a? Like every single like every single moment well you can make it anytime you want but uh, if you really want your du'as to be accepted like if it's something really important i suggest to make it just before iftar time which is the time before when you break your fast so like maybe five minutes or ten minutes before just sit down and maybe sit on a chair sit on a couch sit on your bed sit wherever you want and just uh, put your hands in a cup form like you usually do and recite some du'a, because du'a is very, is very important and will also give you lots of rewards in the month of Ramadan, inshallah. Okay, so the second tip is, well, it's not really a tip, but it's kind of like a struggle and a tip, is how to cope with school life and, Rama, and Ramadan at the same time. Because I get it, we get lots of homework and assignments too here where I live and where my school is. So yeah, so how I recommend it is, like I said, well, I don't really think I said it, but like I said, don't put, do be too hard on yourself. Um, you can, you should balance your school life with your Ramadan life. Like when you get home, since you don't have to eat anything, because usually if I went home, I would be hungry. Usually when you get home, just like uh, unpack your bag, have a shower, like that's what usually what I do. And then you can do you can do your your homework if you have unfinished homework. Just do what you have, and when you have time, you can read some Quran and make du'a. That's how you. That's how I basically balance my um Ramadan life and school life. Like I, the main uh, point here is don't to be don't be so hard with yourself and get both things done. You can make a schedule for yourself, but don't be too hard on yourself. Like, if you have lots of homework, you can maybe say to complete two or three subjects a day, and that will help you depending, well, basically depending on how many days you have till your homework is due. If you have a few days, try and be a little bit more pushy on yourself, but like I said, don't be too harsh on yourself. And still make sure to read the Quran, pray all five salah if you can, and if it would be like, but usually school ends at 3 o'clock. How are we supposed to pray Zohar, which is basically like kind of the noon prayer, which is basically, no, it's not really the noon prayer, but it's more at like 1 o'clock. When, what I do when I get home, like I said, I, I unpack my bag, I go into the shower. Once I've done my shower and I've changed, I straight away get my hijab on, put my mat down and pray Zohar. 
And then I wait a little bit, talk to my mom and my dad for a little bit. And then I pray Asr. And then after I pray Asr, I usually study for a little bit and then read some Quran and do some Dua. So basically the whole point is to try and balance your school life and your Ramadan life. Make a schedule if you would like to. I usually have a schedule. And um, don't be too hard on yourself. So that's the second tip. I feel like, okay, so now I'm going to, now I'm going to tell you guys third tip. And the third tip is to not waste your time. I know it can get tempting to go on your phone or go on your iPad and go on social media like Instagram and Snapchat. But trust me, that is not going to help you. That will get you nowhere in Ramadan. Trust me, it will pretty much give you no rewards. So basically, I know how tempting it is. If you're really desperate to go on social media and do all that stuff, like me, because that is me, then you can just, like I said, make a schedule. And making a schedule, like, you can make a little time a day, but you can go on your phone or go on your iPad and check your social media and do a little bit of your time. But don't, like I said, don't waste your time. These things won't help you in Ramadan and you, you're better off um, reading Quran and doing du'as than sitting on your bed and watching YouTube all day. I know it's fun. I would be doing that if it was in Ramadan. But Ramadan is about improving yourself and you shouldn't waste your time doing useless things. So, the fourth tip is to not make too many foods for iftar. Okay, I know that we probably don't make food, but I always help with my mom. But this is something that you can tell your parents, um, that it's not good to make too much food for iftar. And why this is, is because in real life, Ramadan is about not wasting food. And about thinking about others and about the poor people, how they have no food. So if you make too many food and you waste it, that is really not good. You should just make one or two things and just eat that. You Did you know that the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam only used to have dates and water and, and sometimes even fruits and that's it. That's all he had. He didn't eat anything else. But he was so happy and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine that. Nowadays, everyone makes a feast. Remember, Ramadan is not about feasting. So tell your parents that but this also helps your parents because they might, like, also parents are having trouble with dealing with Ramadan and their work life. So your parents might be stressed out if they have their work, if they have to work and all that stuff, and then they have to make a lot of stuff. Just tell your parents they don't have to make much things and just make one thing. That will make their life easier and that will be way better for you so you don't waste food. So that is the fourth tip. Fourth tip or the fifth tip? I'm really lost right here. So the fifth tip or the sixth tip is to do lots of deeds. Deeds is a very important thing in Ramadan. I another one idea for deeds deeds you can do is uh, by the way disclaimer for my non-Muslim uh, uh, listeners. Deeds are basically uh, acts of kindness you do to people. So yeah, anyways, so you should do lots of deeds. I even made myself, uh, even printed out myself a deed calendar so you can do one deed at a time. Deeds are very important to help out other people, like giving lots of charity and zakat, and even giving sadaqah, because sadaqah, like I said, will benefit you in the hereafter as well when you die. And yeah, just doing lots of deeds, doing good things for people, even if it's just smiling at everyone you see. It's such a good thing to do. 
and you'll get lots of rewards for it, inshallah. And a lot of, another thing, good thing is that after Ramadan, it's Eid. So don't be, but another thing, mistake, which, okay, this is going on to the sixth or seventh tip, which is don't get too overwhelmed for Eid. You might be thinking, Sameha, what do you mean? I love Eid. Of course I'm going to get overwhelmed about it. I know, I love Eid too, and I always get super excited about it. But what I mean by getting overwhelmed is like doing too much shopping, doing too much preparing. Because uh, if you guys know that Laylatul Qadr is the last 10 days of Ramadan, and if you spend too much time the last 10 days of Ramadan preparing for Eid, you're going to waste that very precious time that you could be praying Salah, reading Quran, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which you could get lots of rewards because you never don't know which day it which day is Laylatul Qadr. So try not to overwhelm yourself with Ramadan. Maybe spend uh not Ramadan, sorry, Eid. Maybe spend maybe thirty minutes or an hour. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, because we all have to pray. Just cleaning up your house, maybe decorating it, but that's it. Just one hour a day or even less than that is, uh, mashallah, very good. Because you want to get the most out of your last 10 days of Laylatul Qadr. Because if you do, um, do lots of good deeds on the day of Laylatul Qadr, um, you will get lots of rewards. I can't be the one who's telling you because I'm just a human being. Allah SWT knows the best. But, um, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> those are my, like, six or seven tips. And now I'm going to be talking about the struggles. Yes, the struggles of Ramadan. Especially for girls. Like, in my podcast, if you've seen my description for my podcast, I said that my ages are in from 9 to 14. So maybe around 12 or 11 to 14. That's the time when period hits. Uh, boys, um, you shouldn't really be here because uh, I don't think you're going to be liking the next few um, stuff. So... Yeah, I'm not saying boys can't listen, but, yeah. Anyways, so period is a very big problem in Ramadan. My mom just got her period, and she had to miss six days in Ramadan. She was really sad, but it's okay. If you get period, it's a natural thing, and um, just saying you cannot fast if you have period. That's not a good thing. So, yeah, that's just a little struggle, and, um, yeah, period is a very big struggle, period you have to miss on Ramadan, miss on good deeds and you can't touch the Quran while having a period which sucks so that's the period struggle uh subhanallah and alhamdulillah i'm so lucky because i don't have my period yet but i'm kind of scared that i'm going to be getting it soon which is a very scary thing but yeah so yeah another struggle is for young girls maybe like nine to twelve ish or 13 is hungriness actually no not why did i even say ages everyone gets hungry in ramadan i know but this is about rethinking about our lives how lucky we are to have a house to live in to have parents to have yummy food and water to drink in and we shouldn't waste food or say ew that's gross even if maybe we don't, don't dislike it but we should think about other people some people in this world have no food to eat and it's very unfair to them that we get to eat food, but we still get to throw it out, which is very stupid of us. Anywho, time has run out, and I have to go and do some few things and make the most of my Ramadan. Like I said, um, inshallah, I will make a next podcast, inshallah, tomorrow or another day.
later. So, assalamualaikum. Thanks for watching. I mean, thanks for listening. <laughs>